receive today a part of it will be set ablaze we will never be the same I will never be the same point to your neighbor say you'll never be the same then say devil we'll never be the same in Jesus holy name and the church shouts out amen like you mean it tonight and give God one good hand clap to praise before I read before I go we're going to be over in the book of Exodus chapter 3 and Ephesians chapter 2 but we're going to go quite a few places in the Bible because tonight God wants me to kind of kind of Come and speak with us, the church just a little bit. Now, before I go, I want to share something with you in Revelation. And this is primarily for the prayer warriors of this church. I want you to pray for every member in this church that God will knock the fire out of that carnality and that sin that is in their life. There is too many people that are playing both sides of the stick, both sides of the fence. And God is about to winter some things out. Now, if you really want God to bless you, you need to grab a hold of the Holy Ghost right now and what the Holy Ghost is trying to do. But if you really want God to curse you, keep right on playing like you've been playing. It's time for the church to arise, to wake up, to get serious because time is short. So I'm beseeching our prayer warriors to come together when they meet on Thursdays here in the church. And while you're praying in your home, at home, I want you to take the list of people that you have here in this church. And I want you to come against the spirit of bondage. I want you to come against the spirit of oppression. I want you to come against the, the spirit of witchcraft that is going on in this church. I want you to come against the spirit of the dregs and despair because God is trying to sap the joy out of a few people. And God is calling this church. And I don't know how much longer God's going to keep calling this church because, and Janice and Linda, the time is so short. I wish I could get everyone to understand just how close things truly are. And I'm praying that God will allow me to say something behind this pulpit that will shock us to the point to where we'll move. Now, I found out something in my 30 years of ministry. If we preach about revival and the Holy Ghost, we get a lot of excitement and we get people to move, but the change that happens don't last very long. But when you teach the foundational things of the church and you preach what the first church preached and you do it the way God wants it done, foundations will be set. And when you began to speak of the end days, it's much quieter, but people in the change that they have last a whole lot longer. Amen? Yeah. So in this hour now that we're in, in the new era, God is not only having his ministers to preach about the Holy Ghost and the baptism of the Holy Ghost, a personal relationship with the Holy Ghost, and moving in all of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and all the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Not only that, but he's also likening it to the last day. So God is trying to change everybody at one time. Someone shout out amen. We are living in an extraordinary time in history. Things are shifting so dramatically as all the nations of the earth have been shaken to their core by an unprecedented way. And hearts today everywhere are longing for answers, not only just in the church, but outside in the world too as well. Everybody's wanting to know what in the world is going on. Amen? Amen. And it's astonishing to see how much chaos, how much confusion, 
and how much of the enemy and his works has swept across this land. If you stand in front of the television for 30 minutes and listen to Fox News or MSNBC, CNN, whatever you want to listen to, when you see it, you find out there's an accurate description of the times that we are in found in the Bible in Isaiah chapter 60, verse number 2, and I've preached it here and I've read it here. After he speaks to the church and he says, Arise and shine. It's time to wake up. Get up out of bed. Let's go to work. Because darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness will cover the peoples. We are living in a time when darkness is covering the earth and deep darkness is overtaking the people. But I lie at the end of that verse in Genesis where it says, But the Lord will rise upon you. Everyone say, He's going to rise on me. Said, but the Lord will rise on you even in the middle of all this darkness, all of this deep darkness on all of these people, all this hell that's going on out there, everything, and the glory of the Lord will appear upon you. Everybody say, the glory is going to shine on me. The glory is going to come on me. Now say it like you mean it tonight to the devil. I've been trying to get y'all to get this. Say, the glory is coming on me. So we have that accurate description. Now I'm going to say something to you tonight. If you've paid attention to me, my Sunday morning messages and my Sunday night messages are not quite as intense at times as my Wednesday night messages, and that is by design. I have slumped, pulled back because some of the folks that we're having to come to church on Sunday morning, they're playing church. They're not concerned about church. They're not concerned about God. I want God to talk to the true ecclesia, Amen. the true cabinet of heaven. And those that sacrifice their time on Wednesday to come and listen to it, you have an opportunity before God because God has given you some hidden insight that a lot of people have never and will never see. Amen? Amen. So right now, throughout church history and even in our own age, dark times always come before and, and, and precede a fresh new outpouring of the Holy Ghost. It gets darker before it gets better. It gets worse before it gets better. But in the middle of all those dark times, those people that are in the true ecclesia wake up. And when they wake up, they begin to pray the Holy Ghost through the Holy Ghost to Jesus, through Jesus Christ to God our Father. And God our Father releases an outpouring that will shake the nations back up again. Amen. So in the midst of this global crisis that we're being in, the stage is being set right now. For the end time ecclesia to rise up with the glory and the splendor of the Holy Ghost and to wake up out of sleep and get serious for the Lord and surrender to Him. Smiling that right beside of you, sir, are you going to surrender? Ask another one beside you, sir, are you going to surrender? There's no better time than tonight for you to totally surrender into the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is moving right now. We've seen that song in this church quite a bit. Jesus is moving. It says in there that the Holy Ghost is moving. There's a healer in the house if you need to be healed. Every spirit of oppression has got to bow down at Jesus' name. Every spirit of unbelief has got to crumble at Jesus' feet. Because the Holy Ghost is moving in the church. And when the Holy Ghost is moving in the church, there ain't no room for the devil to move in the church. Amen. So opportunities for Living Water Worship Center to advance the kingdom of God are opening up in manifold ways. Many of us are not seeing them yet, but we're going to see them. And the church is going to begin to walk into a brand new era that has literally been, uh, literally begun already in the Holy Ghost, in the Spirit. 
It's already happening in the heavens and in spots in the earth. And God is wanting to bring it to Bladenboro. And God is wanting to bring it to Bladenboro through you. And God is wanting to use you in this end time movement so that you can usher in the power of the Holy Ghost. Am I talking to anybody tonight? Amen. So tonight we have got to prepare for this release. Smile at your neighbor right beside me and say, you got to get prepared. Say another one. You've got to get prepared. We ain't got time to keep playing around. I'm going to pick on Andrew a minute. Turn around, Andrew, and look at him and say, Andrew, you got to get prepared. We all have got to get prepared for this release because God is about to release it. And when God releases it, you better realize and understand it's going to be good for some and it's going to be bad for others. And I love you so much, I want it to be good for you. How many of you want it to be good for you? Shout out amen like you mean it. Give God a good hand clap of praise. So tonight I want to read uh, the, the experience of Moses out in the middle of the wilderness. And then I want to liken it to our times. And I want to show you what God is saying to the church today. Amen. Before I do though, I want to share something with you very important about the times. Spiritual discernment is needed in this hour. It's necessary for the ecclesia, the church, to take action according to how the Holy Ghost is actually moving. If you can't discern what is going on in the spiritual realm, we are going to continually miss what God is wanting to try to do in the physical realm. So we have got to pray and ask the Lord to give us the gift of discernment so that we can actually see into the heavenlies. So tonight, raise your hand to the Lord right quick. Raise it up right quick and say, Heavenly Father... Give me the gift of discernment. Perfect the gift of discernment in me. Use the gift of discernment in me. Open up my spiritual eyes. Open up my spiritual ears. So that I can hear. So that I can see exactly what's going on in the spirit. Father, I need this in this hour. I receive the gift of discernment right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. I have asked you. I believe I have it. And I confess with my mouth I have it. And tonight I receive the gift of discernment. I will see things I've never seen before. And not only will I see them, Lord. Talk with me now. Not only will I see them, Lord. I'll understand them in the power of the Holy Ghost. Someone shout out amen like you mean it. In 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, the Bible says, The sons of Issachar were men that had understanding of the times. And when they understood the times, they knew they, they understood how to, to know what Israel ought to do. The scripture reads like this, it says, And of the children of Issachar, which were men, that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. If you don't have discernment, you ain't going to know what you ought to do. If you can't see into the Spirit, you're not going to be able to know exactly what you ought to do. I want to read it to you in another translation. In the original translation, it says this. And it says, And of the children of Issachar, which were men, they had understanding to know of the times. It's a little different than what we read in the King James. It says, They had understanding to know of the times and to know what Israel ought to do. So he was saying that the children of Israel car had discernment, and when they had discernment, they knew of the times. They knew what time it was, they knew what season it was. Oh, and they say he said there, in order for you to know what you ought to do, you've got to understand 
to know the times. You've got to know how to understand the times. God said in Genesis chapter number 1 that I put the sun, the moon, and the stars in the sky to tell you the seasons apart. God wants you to know exactly what he's up to and what he's up to doing and what he's planning on doing. He wants to reveal to you his heavenly, his heavenly calendar, but you can't receive it unless you can discern it. And when you discern something, your eyes are opened up and you see things that you've never seen. Your ears are opened up and you hear things you never see. God tonight has told me to come tell you, some of y'all, very quickly are going to start to have revelatory dreams in the middle of the night. And you're going to be woken up and the Spirit of God is going to want to talk to you. And when He wants to talk to you, don't go back to sleep. Get up, sit in your recliner and wait on the Holy Ghost to enter in the room and let Him share with you what thus saith Almighty God. So slap that beside me and say, get ready for the dream. Amen. Look at another one and say, get ready for that dream. He also said for me to tell you that he's going to give you visions and brand new works and he's going to tell you some things that's going to happen in the future. And when he tells you those things that happen in the future, he wants you to open up your mouth and assemble some people and get the job done. So look at somebody and say, now you're going to preach the word of God. Amen. He said that there were sons of Issachar that knew and how to understand the times. That word know is yada in the Hebrew, and it literally means to ascertain something by seeing it through observation, through care and recognition and instruction, and give advice and discern and foreseeing things that's going to happen in the point in the past, and to turn your mind away from other things to that that you have seen and start caring about it with a passion. So in other words, to know the times means that you change your focus. You quit worrying about your job. You quit worrying about your family. You quit worrying about your church. You quit putting your focus on things that don't matter. You start focusing on things in the heavenly realm. And the Bible says when you seek first the kingdom of heaven, all these things will be added on to you. Someone shout out amen. Now, I also said that they had the understanding. And that word in the Hebrew for understanding is binal. And it means that they had discernment. Everybody holler out and say they had discernment. So when you understand the times, you have discernment. The word discernment means that you have the quality of being able to grasp something with your mind and comprehend things that are hidden and obscure to everybody else, shrouded up in darkness, not clearly seen by everybody else, and that you can distinguish it, you can understand it, and you began to see the things that is mysterious to mankind. You began to see the mystery of God unfold before your eyes. In other words, you've got a one-on-one -on -one conversation with the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost is revealing to you everything that God has given Jesus and that God is going to give us and he shows us exactly what's going to happen before it ever happens. God said, I never do anything until I speak to my prophets first. Amen. I hadn't even read my scripture. I'm going to teach you just a little bit before I get there. But he says that these men have the opportunity and the understanding of the times. And we preached about the times before. And that word there is the, word, the Hebrew word, F, but the Greek word, karyos time. A karyos time. That means a due measure of time. A due season. Everybody hold out and say a due season. due season. Let me flip that around. Everybody say this. Say my season. My is due. 
Say it again. Say, my season is due. Your breakthrough is due. Your deliverance is due. Your healing is due. Your financial blessing is due. Your power from the Holy Ghost is due. It is time right now for you to start walking in what God has given you already. You are in a due season. That means you are in a fixed times where things are brought to a crisis. But on the flip side of that, they are also brought to a crisis so that you can have your breakthrough. It is the epoch of time that everybody is waiting for but let me share something with you you've been asking God to do something in your life and God says this is due season your season has come due that's on my calendar on this day I said when I prayed down my holy gavel with the Holy Ghost here on for Living Water Worship Center that you're in a due season and now it's time for me to bless you but he said this is the right time but he also said right behind that the time is a a limited period of time. Mm -hmm. Everybody, I say it's limited. God is asking us to obey Him. God is asking this church to obey Him. I'm going to say it again. God is asking this church to obey Him. Some do not want to obey him. Some do not want to turn their focus to another direction. God, some don't want to lay aside some of the things that have held them high. Some people don't want to lay aside that sin that so easily besets them. But God said, I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to give you a curious time. I'm going to give you a due season time. It is your due season. You can have everything you need. You can walk in every power that you can ever imagine in the power of the Holy Ghost. But if you don't grab it in this very limited period of time... You're going to miss it because the epoch is an event of time marked by an event that begins a new period of development in somebody's life. So God has said, I'm about to change everything, but I'm going to only give you a limited period of time to grab it. So slap that beside him and say, you better grab it now. Mm -hmm. I've already preached. I can go home tonight. The Septuagint reads it like this. He said, And the sons of Issachar, once perceiving, ones were perceiving with understanding concerning the times, knowing what Israel shall do in all of their departments. In other words, you've got to have some people that discern and see what's going on up in the heavens. Because if you don't see what's going on up in the heavens, it's going to hit you in a suddenly surprise. And when it does, you ain't going to be prepared for it. So living water has got to prepare for what God is about to release. Someone shout out amen like you mean it. Romans 13 and 11 says, and we know the time. And it's the way it comes out. It says, and we, and that knowing the time, that now is the high time. Now is the proper time. Everybody holler out and say now. now. Holler out again say now. now. And then he goes on and he says, now is the proper time for you to wake up out of sleep. God said, you know the times and that now is the proper time for you to wake up out of sleep. Now, what do you have to do with these children sometime when they're asleep? You have to go side the bed. You have to shake the bed to get them up. You have to go beside them. You got to shake them. And if God's going to have to shake you to wake you up, I'm telling you, God is loving you so much right now. He's ready to shake you to the point to where he shakes you out of the bed and wakes you up because God said, now is the time and now is the high time, the proper time to get up out of the bed because now is our salvation nearer than we believed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody holler out and say it's so close you can touch it. 
You're on the cusp of the kingdom. It's right here. You could already have had it a long time ago. We didn't have to wait on it anymore. You didn't have to have me preach about it anymore. You could have had it 10 weeks ago. You could have had it 10 months ago. But God said, the reason why you ain't got it is because you still sleep. Everybody just holler at somebody and say, wake up. Second Corinthians 6 and 2 says, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted in the day of salvation. Have I secured thee? Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Everybody say, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. It ain't tomorrow, it ain't next week. Now is the time of your deliverance. Now is the time of your breakthrough. Now is the time of the new era. Now is the time of the proper time. Now is the time for the power of the Holy Ghost to move and it might be evident in your life. Now is the time for sickness to be gone out of your family. Now is the time for drug addicts to come into church and give their heart to God. Now is the time for drugs to throw the bottle away and fall in love with Jesus. Now is the time for the power of the Holy Ghost to change everybody that's listening to the power of Almighty God. Now is the acceptable time because now is the day of salvation. Someone shout out amen. Yeah. And it goes on in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. It says, Now the Spirit speaks expressly. He's talking expressly that in latter times some's going to depart from the faith. They're going to leave. They're going to give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. But I want to share with you that although that's going to happen in the church and darkness is going to overflow all the people, God does some amazing things they'll may in due season. Can I say that again to the church here? God does some amazing things in a due season. In a due season in Romans 5 and 6, it says, For we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. So right when we're about to lose all of our strength, God moves in and does something. Well, right when it looks like nothing else is going to be able to change the situation, God will move in. Just when you're about to throw up your hands and say he will never get saved, God will show up and save him. Just when you throw up your hand and say, I want to hear Kip preach no more, just then that's when God is going to fall down in a suddenly from the power of Almighty God because he's not going to use your strength. He's not going to use your might. He's going to use his spirit to get the job done. Amazing things happen in due season. And everybody holl out here with me tonight and say I'm expecting amazing things in my due season. And this is your due season. This is your time. This is your time to get up and shout. This is your time to shout up and get rid of rebellion. This is your time to get rid of that tolerant spirit from hell. You need to release the power of Almighty God because this is your due season. Everybody out and say, this is my due season. 2 Timothy 4 and 3 puts it this way. It says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust, they shall heap unto themselves teachers that has itching ears. I want you to know right now, I don't care what you like about my preaching, what you don't like about my preaching. I'm not here to preach to you. I'm here to preach and deliver you. I am going to preach the word of Almighty God because as God, as the angel spoke to John over there as he was revealing Revelation chapter 1 and 3, he said, Blessed is he that readeth and that keepeth and hears the word of this property and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. Everybody holler out and say the time's at hand. What's that mean? Hold your hand out. That's how close it is. The time is at hand. In other words, if it's at your hand, the proper time, the proper due season, if it's at your hand, you can do what? 
If you can grab it, you can do what? You can use it. So everybody just grab your hand up, hold it up to the Lord and say, I'm grabbing what God's got for me in this proper time. I'm getting it right now in the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm going, not going to leave the way I came. I'm going to be changed by the power of the Holy Ghost in this power. Amen. So as I began to speak this here with you, God carried me through a little bit more time. He said to tell you tonight, we are in a due season. I want everybody in this house to holler out to the devil and say, devil, devil. we're in my due season. The opportune or the seasonable time to move with the advantage of the Holy Ghost for us. We got the opportunity right now to move and the devil can't stop you if he tries. You have the advantage of the Holy Ghost. You got the Holy Ghost on your side. You're in alignment with the power of the Holy Ghost. You're in alignment with the faith of Jesus Christ himself. You're in alignment with the faith of God himself. And they're under alignment. The open door of heaven. Angels are coming down, ascending and descending. Bringing what you need and when you need it. And how you need it to who you need it. Where you need it at. At this point in time. Right now in this moment. Right now. We are in a due season. We're in the greatest opportunity we've ever had in our life. And as we... We move each and every day, move and believe in that. We've got the advantage over the devil. I don't care how many principalities of the devil that he's got around in Bladenboro. You got the advantage over them. Then the water worship center don't have to go down without a fight. Then the water worship center can rise up and put them devils on the do let's go in the name of Jesus Christ. We're in a due season. It's time for us to rise up and realize that we've got the power and we stand up with the power and we let hell know you ain't taking my children, you ain't taking my church, you ain't taking my money, you ain't taking my health, you ain't taking my town, you ain't taking my town council, you ain't taking my nation, because this is the territory that God gave me, and now is the proper time for me to rule over you and drive you out of my, my territory in the name of Jesus. Everybody holler out and say, this is my due season. Ephesians 5 and 6 tells us, he says, redeem the time. Holler at somebody right beside me and say, redeem the time. That means you buy up the time. You make the most of the time. You do everything you possibly can in this time. So right now, I want you to make a profession to the Lord. I want you, after I say this, say right behind me. Say, Heavenly Father, right now, I want to redeem the time. I want to do everything in this time that you want me to do in this time. I yield to you. I surrender to you. I wake up from you. I am not leaving the church. I'm staying in the church. I'm moving in the power of the Holy Ghost. I am going to redeem the time. Amen. Now Colossians adds something to the two that there in Colossians 4 or 5. He says, walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. In other words, when you go out there, you pray before you go, anywhere you go, and God will give you the wisdom to know exactly what you need to say, when you need to say it, how you need to say it, and how you need to act while you're out there in the world, because God has not left you. In fact, if you get in alignment like I'm talking about, He's already there before you ever get there. He's already handled it before you ever get there. Someone shout out amen. But in 1 Peter 5 and 6, He tells us there's something that we've got to do. And I'm fixing to read my scripture. <laughs> First Peter 5 and 6 says there's something you got to do. Push down beside me and say this is what you got to do. And this word says humble yourself. Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God. That he will exalt you in your due time. Everybody holler out and say humble yourselves. 
Now, Tim, I can preach to you that I'm blue in the face. I can, I know that Obama's preached to you that she's blue in the face. Everybody's preached to you that she's blue in the face. Everybody can, I can preach to you that I'm blue in the face. I can throw microphones at you. I can throw eggs at you. I can get mad with you. I can literally show out in front of you. I can do everything in the world I can possibly do, but I'll never humble you. You're the only one that can humble yourself. The word humble means you are 100 and 100 percent of the time, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, always constant of your own defects. In other words, you get your mind off everybody else and how bad they are and where they're defective at. And you just get yourself in alignment with the Lord. And you worry about that there moat that's in your eye. And you don't worry about that. Or you worry about that log that's in your eye. Quit worrying about that moat in somebody else's eye. And you get yourself right in alignment with God. And when God gets you right, at that point in time, you humble yourself. I can't humble you. I can't make you start thinking about how, uh, how weak you are in certain areas and how many defects you got in certain areas. But the Holy Ghost can grab a hold of you and say, Hey, you ain't as big and bad as you think you are. This is where you need me at. This is your vulnerable areas. And when you see that, you can fall on your hands and knees and you can humble yourself under the hand of God. And as God sees you humbling yourself under his hand, he said, I will bless you in your due season. So before I preach tonight, and I've already talked 28 minutes, everybody just holler out and say, Lord, we humble ourselves tonight under your mighty hand. So in this new area, God's original blueprints that he had for the ecclesia will be restored. You might want to write that down. In this new era, God's original blueprints that he had for his ecclesia will be restored. Believers are going to begin to rediscover the value of the fivefold ministry. There's going to be a renewed emphasis on apostles and on prophets. And the way we have done church now for decades is going to change. This is a prophetic word from the Lord. Listen. There is no scripture in the Bible. There is no instance in the Bible where a church was a one-man ministry. There was not a pastor that was over the crowd and nobody else was ministering. There was always elders in the church. The Bible says if there's any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. And what God has told me to do here in this church is to change a few things because this is not a one-man show. This is not a one-man foundation. If Kip Nance ain't here, it does not mean that this church don't go on. We have got to appoint elders here in the church. We have got to set them in positions in the church. And I'm not just talking about people that's older. I'm talking about people that are commissioned in the mission that God has given us that has changed their mind and humbled themselves under the hand of Almighty God. And they are just as equal as the pastor is as they step forth to minister in the power of Almighty God. And I want my prayer workers to start praying that God will assemble an elder board in this church all the way around so that the elders can be moving in this spirit because we've got to have the team concept 
to be able to do what God wants us to do. Jesus never sent out nobody by themselves. Jesus sent somebody out at least two by two. And we need the elders of the church. So when the preacher is called to go somewhere else, the church can go on. And the same thing that God wants done in the church with the preacher, it can be done everywhere else. And people began to preach and take the pulpit. And they began to speak and they began to teach. And they began to minister and they began to counsel. And they preach his funerals. And they have baptism and they do weddings and all this stuff. God is wanting to raise up an elder board in this church and change the foundation back to the apostolic church so that in the new era the power of God will have his freedom to move like it needs to move. Someone shout out amen like you mean it. But God in these last few years are going to renew the value of the fivefold ministry but he's going to put a special emphasis on apostles and on prophets. How many of you have noticed right lately that when I preach, I am more prophetic than I've ever been before. Have you noticed that? The reason why is because God now is speaking to his people. For years, God has ministered through his counseling ministry, through his pastoral ministry, and through his teaching ministry. And there's been a heavy emphasis on that. But in the last few years, maybe the last 10 years, God has started shifting his emphasis on apostles and on prophets. I don't have a whole lot of time to go into this, but just so you'll know, an apostle is someone that goes out into a neighborhood that nobody knows the Lord and he preaches the gospel, but he is backed up by a prophet to tell him you go or you don't go. So in order for Living Water Worship Center to be effective, we've got to have five-fold ministries working in this church. We've got to have the apostle, we've got to have the prophet, we've got to have the pastor, we've got to have the evangelist, and we've got to have the teacher. I wonder how many of you are going to be in that five-fold ministry. Oh, don't sit there and tell me you can't do it because I said it, and now you see me doing it. I want you to understand God will anoint you and equip you and give you the power and give you the passion to stand up and do it and stand up against it. I want you to know right now God is calling this church to change everything. Someone shout out amen like you mean it. Amen. amen. So go with me to Exodus chapter 3 as I read tonight. Because this is what's necessary. Everybody so, so dreary. I want you to just look at somebody and say, are you happy? Are you happy? Don't worry, be happy. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, all the priests of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert, and they came to the mountain of God, even to Oreb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. This is discernment, by the way. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, which this bush, why this bush is not burnt. Everybody read that out loud with me. Verse 3. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight why this bush is not burned. Title of my message tonight to you is, when are you going to turn aside? When are you going to look and see the angel of the power of the Holy Ghost in your life? Amen. So he goes on and it says, and when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. So the minute that you turn aside, 
You get the mouth of God and you get the attention of God and God starts talking to you. So God is saying, living water, I'm ready for you to turn aside. I'm ready for you to turn aside and see the angel activity that I've already sent under you. I'm ready for you to change your focus. I'm ready for you to get off all this dreary stuff that you're fighting. I want you to put your focus on what I'm doing in this brand new era through the power of the Holy Ghost. I want you to get that movement in your heart. I want you to get that passion in your heart that literally you got a job in this ministry and you are so passionate about it that if it fails you take it to your heart that it don't work and you literally will get joy out of the power of the Holy Ghost when he shows up God said I want you to turn aside look at his neighbor right beside of you and say have you turned aside yet now go with me to Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 19 as I join this together tonight when you have that shout out amen I wait Ephesians chapter 2. If you'll bear with me another week, I'll have everything on the televisions again. We've been really pushed up. It's been really tough. So just bear with us another week. I'll put everything up there for you. Make it a little easier for you. So if you got Ephesians chapter 2, shout out amen. amen. Verse 19. Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Look what he says next. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Churches that are going to survive in this new era and what God is doing is churches that are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. A lot of these churches that we are seeing out there today in a few years, you may not even see them anymore unless they adapt to the fact that the foundation that they were called on, they've got to go back to the old past. They've got to go back to the old things. They've got to go back to the foundation. Everybody holler out and say, repair the foundation. This is, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone and whom all the building filthy framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also build it together for the habitation of God through the Holy Ghost. <laughs> God is saying, I want a house of glory in Blaine, North Carolina. I want a house of glory that is built together, framed together, united together, and built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophet with Jesus as the chief cornerstone. So when the preacher leaves, 100 people don't leave. When the preacher's gone, 105 people don't leave. When sister so-and-so don't come, the whole family stay home. Are you understanding what I'm getting here tonight? Amen. Yeah. God is looking for a church that is based upon the foundation of the apostles. And the apostles was to go out and to preach the gospel, lay their hands on the sick, and the sick recover. If they spoke to the devil, the devil had to flee. If they had anything that's trying to hurt them, the Bible said it would no wise hurt you. I want you to understand this power that I'm talking about is the very power that preached a message that pricked the heart of 3,000 people in the middle of Jerusalem. And they fell on their knees and they said, what must I do to be saved? Gone are the days right now of those itching ears that be pleased as a preacher stands up and tries to tell everybody oh it's alright you made it to church and you'll be alright no God says either you're going to wake up or you're going to be asleep when I show up and if you're asleep when I show up sadly that's a bad day for you but if you're awake I'm going to rise up with you I'm going to shine with you and the glory of the Lord's going to appear on you and I'm going to use you in my last move and I'm going to do it because I want a house of glory so that I can come in and I can have a chance 
stay with you on a daily basis. God said, I'm ready for the throne room of the glory to be set in Living Water Worship Center. I'm ready for it to be set up where all the houses of glory will run to it to feel the power of Almighty God. Someone shout out amen. Now, this is a part of the new wineskin and the new move of God that God has prepared for his ecclesia. God is wanting to have his glory alive, well, moving, and acting in the church. Amen. I'll preach to the walls. Another prophetic word. Spiritual fathers and mothers are fixing to step into their place. And when they step into their place, they're going to become foster parents right. to the move of God. The word foster means that you give unto them parental guidance. You give unto them parental love. It's time for us to literally speak destiny into the sons and the daughters that's behind us. This generation that is coming up right now, they've never experienced God. They have never felt God. They don't even know what the Holy Ghost is. And it's time for us, instead of telling them how bad they are, start speaking to them how powerful they are and how powerful God is going to be in their life and speak some existence and some destiny in them. Look at them and rewrite their law and say no you ain't going to be a drunk. No you ain't no lesbian. No you ain't no gay nigga. No you ain't no moron. You ain't dumb. You got some genius on the inside of you. There's some power on the inside of you. It's time for spiritual mamas and daddies to take their place and speak into the destiny of their children and not only their children but other children and foster them. Everybody here ought to be grabbing a hold of Ben over there and Emily over there and telling them exactly what they're going to be. They're not going to be beat down, run down, picked on. They're going to be moved in the power of Almighty God. And God is ready to move and we need to speak that destiny in them because anything you set your hand to do under the anointing of the power of the Holy Ghost you can get it accomplished because nothing is impossible with the rhema word of God. And I'm speaking to the children here today. You're going to start leading this church. You're going to start teaching in this church. You're going to start singing in this church. You're going to start being prayer warriors in this church. God said I'm going to speak destiny into it. Fathers are going to begin to fight Daddies are going to begin to stand back up and foster these children that need some spiritual father's guidance and speak with them and love them like that they're on. God is bringing a fathering revival to the church, the spirit of Elijah to turn the hearts back to the father and the hearts of the children back to the father. Get ready for a powerful move of Almighty God because when Elijah shows up, he controls the heavens. He controls the earth. When Elijah shows up, he tells the prophets of Baal where they're going to go and proves to the that the God he serves is the God he says he is. Get ready because somebody's attention and their focus is going to be changed and their mind's going to turn aside to see what God is up to. Someone shout out amen like you mean it. Amen. It's time to embrace the fresh vision that God is about to release. Everybody's hot on say embrace it. God is ready for you to embrace it. Gosh, I wish I could get this in your heart. God is ready for you to hug on to it. He wants you to embrace it. The quicker you embrace it, the more this church will fill up. I'm going to tell you what, right now we're already talking and already envisioning it in my mind. And it won't be very long. This assembly is not going to be big enough to hold what God is fixing to do. 
I'll turn around, maybe use this as a little youth center or rent it out to somebody else, but we got about 10 acres across the road, and we can go over there and build us up a nice little metal building. Won't take a whole lot of money, and we can keep right on, and after a while, God will use this church to change everything that there is in the world. We're speaking destiny into your children right now. This is not just for us, it's for your children. God is about to do something in this hour. Elijah's coming back to the church. John is coming back to the church. The apostles are coming back to the church. The power of the apostolic church is coming mess her back up. It's time for us to get ready. But God said it's time for you to change your focus and turn aside and see what I'm doing in this hour. Amen. Everybody holler out and say God's on the move. How many really believe that? God's on the move. I said God's on the move. If God is moving, Jesus is moving. If Jesus is moving, the Holy Ghost is moving. If God is moving, Jesus is moving, the Holy Ghost is moving, and the devil is moving too. He's moving away from where God is moving to. Every spirit of oppression has got to go. Every spirit of oppression has got to go. Every spirit of unbelief, everything the hell is trying to do has got to go. Because when God moves into a house, the devil got to flee. When God comes in, drugs has got to go. When God comes in, drunks has got to leave. When God comes in, either the drunks has got to get right or they got to leave. I'm here to tell you God is about to clean up his church he's about to clean up his nation and he's ready to do it and ready to use you but he's got to have your focus turned onto him and see the agile activity that's going on in your life and pay attention to your burning bush slap that beside you and say you know that bush is burning you've seen that bush burning in your life you know it's there you've seen it every day it's burning and it will not go out go to that bush and take your shoes off you're on holy ground God wants to talk to you God wants to speak to you. God wants you to change your focus. God wants to call you. God's ready to use you. When you going to change your mind? When you going to change your focus? When you going to rise up and hear the alarm? Church, wake up to the power of Almighty God. Arise. Shine. The power of God is upon you. God is on the move. God's people are coming together in unity. God's people are coming together in purity and power like you've never, ever seen before. Smile at somebody and say, God's on the move. Amen. So if God is moving, he's calling some people right now to give some parental care. Now, I don't want to be the one to call you, but I'm about ready to because you're so deaf in your ears. Maybe I need to hit you with this microphone. We got children in this church that needs a daddy. Can I help you? Amen. We got 70-year-old women in here that need a husband. Not that they need a husband, they need somebody like a husband. I knew that good laugh. We got boys and men in here that's 40 and 50, 60 years old, and they need a father. They need an accountable state, a person that's going to keep them accountable, that's going to speak into their destiny. That'll look at them and say, son, I don't care what you've been through the last 40 years. I don't care what you've done. That's your past. I'm not going to judge you on your past. Because God said, this is what you are in the future. And I know what you were in the past. But I'm seeing what you're going to be in your destiny. And your destiny says that you wouldn't sit here on this earth for you to be breathed down, broken down, and busted and disgusted. You were brought here to this church to rise up in the victory of the power of Almighty God. God assigns you where he put you at so that you can change the nation that you're sitting into. And I here today, I'm calling you. And God is calling you. And wanting to know, are you going to be that one? 
one that provides the parental nature and nurturing that they need to raise up this generation that's never experienced the power of Almighty God. Are you that mama? Are you that daddy? Are you that brother? Are you that sister that God can use in this era to fire these young people up to where they're up here at this altar jumping up and down under the power of Almighty God speaking in another language and changing their generation for Christ? I wonder how many daddies we got here that want to hear that. How many mamas want to see that there in the church? How many brothers and sisters are we got here today that's tired of just sitting on the pew listening to somebody preach for 30 minutes? It's time to change it. It's time to make it happen and we can make it happen under the power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody give God a good hand clap of praise like you mean it. So is God calling you to get parental care? Is he calling you to nurture those people? Is he calling you to encourage people? Is he calling you to pay the bill for them? Is he calling you to receive and share the parental care of his entire flock? Amen. Is it just thrown on one person? Or is it on all of us? I want you to know right now, I am not Pastor Kip. You are pastor to live in Water Worship Center. Just like I am pastor to live in Water Worship Center. You have just as much to play in my ministry as I had to play in yours. We need the foundation of the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the evangelists, and the pastor. And God is ready to do something. We are not only in a new era, church. Not only are we in things where things are going to change. There are new ways to do church in this new era. And God has been waiting, like I told you Sunday morning, Sunday night. God has been waiting, going around all the earth with his eyes, seeking from one place to the other, looking for an instrument so that he can use them in this last hour. But God has been waiting for you to slow down enough and long enough so that you can hear what he's speaking to the church today. That's why COVID-19 came. That's why you were quarantined. That's why you put, I'm not saying he judged the church. I believe that he did judge the church in a cleansing way during that point in time. But I believe God slowed us down and shut everything down. So we had no other choice but to listen to him. Now we got a choice. We can listen to him or we can listen to the prophets of all that sit behind the news desk and tell you how bad it is. But my God said darkness will get thicker out there in the world and darkness will come against the people and it will override the people. He said, but in the middle of that darkness, my glory is going to rise up on you and they're going to see the glory of Almighty God in the middle of darkness when my light shines, all the darkness has got to leave. God wants to speak to you about this new era. God wants to talk to you about the new ways. He wants to talk to you about the new wine skin. He wants to talk to you about the new wine. He wants to talk to you about the new way that the ecclesia is going to conduct their reigning power. God is ready for the church to change things and I wonder have you turned your mind over to see what God has to say smile at somebody and say I'm going to turn aside to see he wants to talk to you about seed time and harvest time he's ready for harvest to those that have sown in tears he wants to talk to you too because now you're going to reap what you've been sowing enjoy that should cause some of you to jump up out of your seat just praise the Lord now is the accepted time. Now is the time that God is going to pour it out you. So I want to ask you tonight, are you going to be like Moses that said, I'm going to turn aside. I'm going to quit going that direction and I'm going to turn aside and I'm going to hear what God has to say. If God tells me I ain't going to be a real estate agent anymore, then I want to do what God wants me to do. If God tells me that he wants to send me across the world, I want to be able to get on that plane and go exactly where God wants me to do because God is looking for an instrument. And he's looking, listen to what I'm fixing to say, this is prophetic. He's looking for an instrument that can carry the three C's. And he woke up the, the, the people that can carry the three C's 
with the Red Sea. The Red Sea for our hour was the coronavirus. And now God says, I am looking for instruments that can carry the three C's. The first thing is can carry my content. They can carry my content of the spirit on the inside of them. They can carry that content to the point to where literally they can move in the power in their atmosphere and in the realm and change it. The second one is they can carry my character. When they come in, they will act and do exactly what God would do in that situation. And the third one is they will carry my charisma. They will carry my gifts. They will come in with their content, the character, and the charisma of the Holy Ghost and begin to minister in the power of the Holy Ghost. And these carriers, as they come in, they will not bypass the work of the cross. They will literally carry their own cross and they will die to themselves daily because God said content and character and charisma is what I'm looking for and if you're that person that can be my instrument then I'll use you mighty here in this last world and in this last new era I'll move you in a great way because God is ready to use you is anybody talking with me tonight say amen, amen. COVID-19 ravaged all the nations not just one all of them world economies went down entire continents we're shut down. I want you to hear me. It's really important. The leader of the CDC stood up and he said this. He said, this virus that is smaller than what a microscope can see has brought nations to its knees. He said, there is so much confusion. There is so much shock. There's so much fear that's everywhere. If you want to listen to the prophets of Baal, they told you yesterday on the news that Bladenboro was infested with COVID-19 and it was the worst place that there was to be in North Carolina right now. But we here in Bladenboro tonight. And COVID-19 ain't got me. And COVID-19 ain't got you. So we ain't got to believe the prophets of Baal. I'm here to tell you right now you have been immunized and inoculated with the blood of Jesus Christ and God said that plague will not come nigh your dwelling. You need to rise up in that power and stand up in it and believe it and preach it. You need to speak with the content of the Holy Ghost. You need to strike with the character of the Holy Ghost and you need to perform what you're going to do in the charisma of the Holy Ghost. The CDC said this virus can bring you to your knees but I want you to know right now the church in this new era under the power of Almighty God is going to be the agent that God uses to bring the world to its knees once and for all. Amen. Now I want to share with you I got upset with the church during COVID-19. If y'all remember I had three services on the outside. I did not close down church. I had three services on the outside. The last one was in May and it was so hot on that Sunday I nearly monkey trying to preach. And I told everybody, come. If they come grab me and they carry me and put me in the jailhouse, we was going to be in the air condition next Sunday. I didn't care what anybody had to say. God almost took me out. So let me rephrase that. I almost went out through that heat so that God could speak to me and say, this is where you belong, boy. You belong behind that pulpit. And I opened that just church back up and we never missed a service through COVID-19. 
Now, we did do some online services of that way, but we were here every Sunday. And we done what God wanted us to do. And we kept right on. And we were the first here in this town to start back multiple services through the week. And we're going to be the ones that's going to have multiple services right on and more and more and more. Because God is going to use this little gateway here in Blamer, North Carolina to usher in a, re a revival like you've never seen it before. But what I saw was the church brought down to its knees. Are y'all with me tonight, Amy? Under the barrage of deception, under the barrage of division, and under the, the, the barrage of conspiracy theories, I saw the church fall down to their knees. I saw the church get so political behind the man that the people laughed at him. I'm not against Donald Trump. I'm not saying any of the prophets was wrong. I'm just saying point blank, I think the church went off rail. God was trying to awaken up the United States of America. We have exactly right now what we wanted. And it's time for the church to realize that the reason why it's the way it is right now is because we let it happen. We are the responsible agent of it. I saw the church go down to its knees. They lost their faith because of a germ. They preached for years, Betty, that God was a healing God. That God was a delivering God. That no plague could come nigh their dwelling. And the minute that one came, they shut up shop. And some of them are still having services on the outside because they scared to death that a little germ is going to take out the people coming to the church. The church went to their knees the wrong way. But God has said in the last hour, Aunt Linda, I have a need for truth and sobriety and the biblical theology that is regarding the house of God in the times. It's never been greater. And I want you to stand up and I want you to preach and let the world know that we are in a global shaking. And every time that I am going to move with the outpouring, I shake things before I come. And I am revealing the foundation of the church. And we are experiencing a physical and a spiritual form. And it's exposing in our life the type of house that we have built in the church and on the, we, we, build, we build it either on the sand or we build it on the rock and God said if you build it on the sand when the storm comes it's going to be gone but if you're on the rock of the revelation that Jesus is the Christ that he is the son of the living God that he is the one that has all power given unto him from heaven and he gave it to us when he speaks demons has got to flee when the storm is out and they're trying to take you out and he speaks peace be still everything got to lay back now if you believe that that's the man that you serve then you ain't going to fall to all this hell and all these conspiracy theories that's out there. You need to rise up under the power of Almighty God and preach the word of God and stand up on the foundation of the apostles and the prophet and build your church on the rock. Someone shout out amen.